Holistic Brain Health with Riley Ramosco, Traditional Naturopath. Welcome back, guys. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why snacking might not be good for your gut and brain. Keep in mind that this advice isn't for everyone. Everyone's different, and none of this is meant to be taken as medical advice. This is for educational purposes only, okay? But you are all unique. You all have different needs. What I'm going to discuss today might not be right for you, so keep that in mind. But for so many years, we were told that eating three meals a day and three snacks a day or six small meals a day was the best method for getting a healthy metabolism or controlling hunger or balancing blood sugar, right? We were told to eat six small meals a day for so many years. But what if eating large, less meals was the key? In this episode, we're gonna be talking about why snacking might not be the best, especially in regards to gut and brain health, okay? So we're not necessarily talking about other reasons. Today, we're focusing on why snacking might not be good for the gut and brain, okay? But let's get to it. So in the small intestine or small bowel, and this is the intestine that is smaller in diameter, but longer. It actually takes up most of the abdomen. If you look at the digestive system, all the coils in the middle of our core, that's the small intestine. And it kind of looks like a brain. So if you want to remember that, the gut-brain connection, imagine how the brain looks and imagine how the small intestine looks. They actually have the same tissue and pretty much the same pattern. I think it's just amazing and always a reminder that the gut and brain are the same. But in the small intestine, we have something called the migrating motor complex or MMC which is this cleaning wave of the stomach, but primarily the small intestine. And it's controlled by parts of the brain, who knew, of course, <laughs> and the vagus nerve, as well as certain hormones like ghrelin, neurotransmitters like serotonin, and many other compounds. But this migrating motor complex in the small intestine, without it, or if it's not functioning properly, it's usually associated with SIBO or IMO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth and intestinal methanogen overgrowth. I have some episodes on those if you go way back, if you want to know more about that. Some of the leading causes of IBS, by the way, IBS always has solutions, just throwing that out. But the absence of the migrating motor complex is associated with SIBO and IMO and also gastroparesis, which is delayed emptying of the stomach. And with these issues, it can lead to other issues like reflux, IBS, general indigestion, bloating, gas, sluggish digestion. But this migrating motor complex takes at least four hours to kick in. And that might turn into five, six, seven hours in people with slower metabolisms, right? So keep that in mind too. You need at least four hours, sometimes even up to seven or eight, maybe even more, depending on who you are. But if you imagine eating six small meals a day, you're likely eating, what, every three to four hours or so, maybe five to six, but usually every three to four hours. You're not even giving this migrating motor complex a chance to clean the gut. And what does this thing do? So basically, 
it's functioning from the brain and nerves in the digestive system and also the vagus nerve from the brain. It's a cleaning wave that cleans out food, debris, bacteria from the small intestine into the colon. So it cleans out the small intestine, moves things along. By cleaning out, I don't mean bowel movements or going to the bathroom. I'm just talking about this sweeping motion, this hunger grumble that you feel in between meals. 30-second interruption. Are you tired of trying different things without results? Holistic health is full of contradictions and is ever-changing, which can be very overwhelming. That's why I help people create their own brain-healthy plan that actually works. I've helped hundreds of people regain their health, and you can too. Just apply to work with me at the link in the show notes. Now back to the podcast. This rumble is actually the migrating motor complex, okay? So next time you feel your, we call it the stomach, but next time you feel your stomach rumble or grumble, that's probably the migrating motor complex working for you. So that's great. But snacking frequently, again, we we think we eat every three to four hours when we do the six meals a day. Snacking frequently or eating frequently doesn't allow this thing to work. And if the gut isn't being cleaned out, there's this buildup of debris, bacteria, yeast, and this can eventually lead to issues like SIBO, IMO, or CIFO, which is fungal overgrowth, also candida overgrowth, okay? So this buildup of bacteria can lead to so many different digestive conditions, especially things like IBS, okay? You notice I've been talking a lot about the gut in this episode more than the brain, but we did mention the brain in the title. So let's keep in mind that the gut and brain are intimately connected, and that's why I always mention the gut when it comes to the brain. But when the migrating motor complex isn't working, digestive issues can occur, And this can eventually interfere with healthy brain function because of that connection there. SIBO, for example, can actually create gases and byproducts in the digestive system that directly cause brain fog and fatigue. Hydrogen sulfide is one of the three gases of SIBO. This can actually directly cause things like brain fog. Digestive issues can also cause nutrient deficiencies like B12 especially, and we know that B12 directly affects the nervous system and the nerves. Patients with digestive issues also have higher rates of anxiety, depression, and brain fog. And this is in the research, but we see this all the time anyway. And the gut, again, directly affects the brain. And when this migrating motor complex isn't working, this can lead to issues, of course, in the gut, but also in the brain. So snacking can actually also increase the release of insulin because you're constantly stimulating your insulin receptors when you're bringing food in. Of course, there's the glycemic index. Some foods create a higher glucose spike, higher insulin spike. Some create lower. So you keep in mind whatever you're eating, it's dependent on the glycemic index and the release of insulin is also dependent on that glycemic index. But when you're snacking, you're constantly secreting insulin, whether it's low or high amounts. So over time, this is actually shown to lead to insulin resistance. Unless you're eating a healthy diet all the time, that's a different story, but the average person isn't, right? So 
Insulin problems have also been linked to cognitive issues like dementia, poor memory, and even neurodegeneration. So snacking might work for some. Maybe they are prone to low blood sugar and they do need to snack often. But snacking has shown in some studies to actually balance blood sugar if the diet is healthy, but fasting has also shown to regulate blood sugar. So it really depends on the perspective, depends on the person, always. We're all unique. But I've posted some research in the show notes to confirm all these arguments today that I've presented. But take this information with a grain of salt. Always do what works for you. Overall, in the case of the migrating motor complex specifically, now we're talking about that, snacking may not be the best option for gut and brain health, okay? So keep this in mind. Hopefully that was helpful. And I personally am a person who works better with less meals. I can eat one or two times a day and I feel great. My digestion is slower than average compared to most people. And I just need extra time in between meals to let that migrating motor complex work. So the less meals really works for me, works for many of my clients, especially those who are prone to SIBO or candida overgrowth or reflux. It really depends on the person. So always do what works for you. And if snacking has proven to work for you, keep it up. Great. If you're dealing with any digestive issues or chronic brain fog, any brain issues, maybe you want to give the less meals a try and maybe that could work for you. Either way, I hope this information was helpful and thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the links in the show notes or my main website, holisticreilly.podia.com, where you can find more information on how to work with me and how to feel empowered in your brain health journey.